Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guests are Joyce Schultz and Betty Lilenthal. Joyce was the director of the Active Retirement and Senior Center prior to its losing its home as the building was sold, and she is now the chair for the core area board for the newly formed Gig Harbor Senior Center, and Betty is the vice chair. Together, the two of them are advocating for seniors to have a voice in Gig Harbor. Betty and Joyce, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for inviting us. Good morning. We appreciate it. So, girls, today we're going to discuss the benefits and importance of a community senior center. So let's just jump right in. And Betty, since you're a senior, can you tell me in your own words, what are the benefits of a community senior center? I think the first word is community. The community of the seniors is a very important place. It needs to have a lot of activity. One of the things that I've enjoyed is meeting and greeting with my peers. I can talk and laugh with people my own age. We can make jokes about our age. Um, I think that having healthy activity, we look for exercise, we look for, for brain function. Uh, I think learning is a very important part of our lives as we get older, we need to keep learning. And a senior center is the absolute best place for us to do that as seniors. We're learning with seniors. We're learning at the rate where seniors are, are their brain activity and their physical activity, we, we understand each other. Uh, I think just sharing our stories and sharing our life experiences and our problems. You can do that at a senior center because you feel safe and you feel comfortable. I've been to your senior center and would go to the potlucks um, once a quarter and you would allow me to bring an expert with me because you folks wanted to learn. So um, thank you for always welcoming me. Uh, Joyce, having you. Thanks. Joyce, I'm gonna throw a question at you. Can you tell me about the newly formed Gig Harbor Senior Center Board and your relationship with the Greater Gig Harbor Foundation? Uh, how does this work and what are the benefits of this partnership? So coming out of our, our previous home, we uh, needed to form a 5013C nonprofit standalone. So the Greater Gig Harbor Foundation stepped forward and offered that umbrella to us. And with that comes um, a lot of help in administration, marketing, social media, website presence, strategic planning, fiscal, there are fiscal agent, uh, insurance, things that we don't specifically have to um, get into, worry about, it's there, it's part of the umbrella, so we can move forward and build the senior center in the new location. So, um, 
they, they, you know, it offloads these time-consuming tasks, and they are also a good mentor to us. It's great to have that community partnership. Mm -hmm. um, are there senior centers you've been to or learned about that you would like to model the Gig Harbor Senior Center after? I know there are vibrant ones throughout the West Sound that I've visited and that you've visited, so can you share a little bit of that with us? Well, I visited many senior centers. I um, have previously been a member of the Washington State Association of Senior Centers. So um, they had meetings at various locations uh, around, um, around the, the state, actually, and we had a, an annual conference. But, you know, some seniors, senior centers speak to their demographic. Senior centers are big, they're small, they're old, they're new buildings, they, they uh, focus on arts or travel or all different kinds of things. So, um, you know, I think, I think us as being so new in the industry, you know, we're looking to see who we are and the community that we're engaging. And, um, you know, we're going to become who we are to fit the culture of Gig Harbor. And, um, but, but taking pieces from all of these other senior centers that we visited and who are successful is, is very important to us building who we're going to be. I enjoyed visiting them to hear their stories and to get some of their experience over the years, what made them grow, what worked for them and didn't work for them. Uh, I think that each one has its own story and its own success, and they have found what does work really well uh, in one community does not work in another community. So, you, as Joyce said, you, you really have to form it for your demographic and for your community in order to get the community to come into it and buy into it. That makes total sense, because let's face it, a senior community center isn't about playing bridge all day. So Exactly. Yeah. Let's jump rope. <laughs> there you go, our hula hoop. Um, yeah, oh, I tried that recently. Not as good as it used to be. <laughs> it's all in the hips, I hear. But I, I figured that out. <laughs> so right now, I know you have a temporary home at a local church, but it's not the same as a permanent home. So are you able to have all the activities and the educational seminars and luncheons and parties like you used to at the new location? Some, a lot of the educational, uh, we have Wisdom Wednesday, we will again after we finished with COVID, which we're on the, the cusp of now. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have lost some really vital activities. One of them was our computer lab, um, at our past location, we had a very high-end um, computer lab where people could come in and learn technology. I taught there for almost 10 years, uh, which was a, a real, a really important part of our lives. And seniors, especially technology, they learn different than other groups, different age groups. Uh, our activities in exercise has taken a big, a big loss. We don't have the facility to have the exercise programs that we've had in the past. We have a few, but not all of them. I specifically, I miss our Tai Chi 
and I miss some of the more active, um, more aerobic classes that we have. We are not able to continue those until we have uh, a more suitable space in which to have those. I, I think physical activity coupled with mental activity is, is what keeps us young and keeps us living and vibrant. So seniors need, here's my mantra, seniors need three things. Seniors need good nutrition, they need socialization, and they need physical activity to, to uh, encourage them to stay healthy. So Betty is correct, we've lost the ability to have the physical activity in our current location, even, but we, can, we have the socialization, we have the Catholic Community Services Lunch Program. So we've been able to keep those two, but we're looking outside to maybe renting some space to, to re-engage some the Tai Chi or and the SAIL class, which is uh, an acronym for Stay Active and Independent for Life. Um, at our previous location, we had pickleball. That, that we'll probably never have again, but who knows? You know, let's think big. And, um, but we are working diligently on, we're, opening we're opening july 7th which is wednesday because we've been closed for 15 months and uh you know we certainly will do the socialization and the food we will give them good nutrition two days a week <laughs> yeah. well the three things again that you said are your mantra that seniors need are good nutrition mm -hmm. socialization and, and physical physical activity right quite honestly everybody should be partaking in that that's very true and i'd like to add mental activity the ability to learn and and to be curious and to continue keeping those synapses working lifelong learning yes which is what we've developed our wisdom wednesdays to help do every wednesday we uh will have a um a lifelong learning session of some sort what would be like so for a lifelong learning session would that be um random topics anywhere from somebody educating you on what an electric bicycle is and what sure. the benefits are to somebody talking about um astronomy yes and also talking about estate planning talking about downsizing talking about uh brain activity uh anybody that has a skill that would like to come and address us we're open uh, i remember one session where we were laughing like crazy it was some kind of brain activity i don't remember what it was but i do remember it the the presenter made it so much fun that we were just laughing our heads off yeah. that's the kind of thing that we as a senior center and i think any successful senior center has the ability to to bring to their to their senior population so as you're working on trying to secure a new home, um, it's evident that what you feel is important for senior centers in general, but especially for your senior center and your uh, marketplace, your neighborhood, would be um, to have a space that's large enough to accommodate exercise programs. Yes. You would like it to have a technology lab so um, everybody can um, always be current and learn how to operate these different devices that are available to us because it's a way to connect, technology connectivity. 
Right. And it sounds like you need enough space um, for nutrition programs and socialization. Right. We would, wherever we, our permanent location is, we will need a commercial kitchen. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we, um, tell us how, let me, how, how should I phrase this? Tell us how the Gig Harbor Senior Center has kept seniors engaged during the last 15 months of sheltering in place during um, COVID-19. Well, I think we've done a fabulous job on keeping seniors engaged. We closed our doors, literally closed the doors to the Senior Center on March 13th of 2020. And the Senior Center has been closed up until this coming Wednesday for July 7th, we will be reopening. But we did not ignore the seniors. With, with the support of the Greater Gig Harbor Foundation and the support of our board, we pivoted very fast and we got um, our website up to date with a COVID-19 program resources link, including step-by-step -step tutorials, which one of our board members put together and they're fabulous. If anyone wants to go look at them, you can learn how to do Zoom. You can <laughs> learn how to do um, all kinds of things, troubleshoots, um, so check it out. We also started what we call our shelter-in-place meal program which is we called SIPM, and two food establishments were engaged in Gig Harbor, came forward and wanted to work with us. And we delivered meals for 13 months every Friday um, to, well, actually, we delivered collectively 10,000 meals to seniors, to their homes, engaging at least 20 to 25 volunteers each week. The cost of this program was $52,000, which was fully funded through some CARES Act money, private donate, donations, and community organizations donated and funded this program. Um, the Northwest Harvest Program through Pierce County, we delivered 3,300 bags of fresh produce from local farms. And I can tell you, they were fresh. They still had the dirt on them. They did. A lot of them still had dirt on them and maybe a few books. But they were awesome. It was so fun. It was wonderful. And then we had the, uh, more recently in April, I believe it was, of this year, Pierce County had a grocery giveaway. And we delivered, we delivered these to their homes. They didn't come pick them up. 200 bags of groceries of non-perishable items. And um, a personal enrichment committee was formed of some of the membership to do hospitality calls to all the seniors on a regular basis, all of our membership. And they have been planning reopening activities. We do a free, we call it silver shopper service, which we're going to continue. Uh, it's a free grocery shopping and delivery service. And then Betty did an amazing program, which I'll let her talk about. Uh, we worked with St. Anthony's Hospital and uh, developed a program starting last January when my husband and I first got our COVID shots. And I realized how very difficult it was for anybody, not just seniors, but especially seniors, to get on the programs to get an appointment for their vaccination. And I called my past doctor uh, and we worked on a program. Within a week, we put something together where I got 18 volunteer callers from the senior community, 
and we made 695 phone calls to seniors saying, do you want a vaccination? If you do, we will make the appointment for you. And we connected with the, the uh, group at St. Anthony's and um, we made calls one morning and by that afternoon, those people got their vaccination. So it, it was a really successful program. We, we found out that 515 people of those folks that we called just wanted their vaccination. Those 18 people did all those phone calls. Uh, each week, each two, two times a week at least, I was on the phone with St. Anthony's. Um, and we got over 300 people vaccinated immediately. Soon as, they, as soon as they wanted their vaccination, we got them in. And then when the, the state opened up uh, the program where people under 65 could get vaccinated, we opened it up to their families. Said, okay, seniors, you have families that need vaccinated, we can take care of that for you. Um, and then it went up even to teenagers. So we were able to get all those folks vaccinated. And I think that was uh, one of the, the major uh, questions that we had is where is the senior center and what do you do? And we sent 525, 545 applications out to people that out of that 669 phone calls, we actually did a mailing and sent so that they could see exactly, we answered their questions. And then we followed up with another bank of phone calls, another 18 people um, that called to make sure the folks got the letter and can we answer any question. So we've been a little busy. We've it done some things. Like you girls, great job. Way to go. We are small but mighty. Yes. We refuse to sit on our haunches during COVID and let these seniors shelter in place, many of them alone. We just decided we have to do something. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of this community, of the Gig Harbor community, is the support we got when the ideas came to us. They either came to us or they were our ideas. It didn't matter. We did something with them. It was, we're, we have got to support the seniors, and we did. And we did it in important ways. And I would like to just add a, a real kudo to uh, Dr. Mercado and, and the team at St. Anthony's. When I called him, two hours later, he said, let's work on this. I, we have to get these people vaccinated, and what can we do? I said to him, what can I do to help you? I'm gonna touch into the, I'm gonna tap into the senior community. They were, we turned on a dime every single day, and they were wonderful, and I appreciate what they did and what all of the senior volunteers did. And we had people call us that weren't seniors and said, what can we do to help you? I would like to help you with this program because my grandmother told me about it. Can I do something to help you? Kudos to everybody there, congratulations. I'm gonna ask another question because I only have a little bit of time, so there's a couple more questions I had for you. Um, but thank you, thank you for everything that you've been doing and will continue to do. That's one of the important reasons senior centers are out there. But for Gig Harbor specifically, it's been about two and a half years since you've been displaced. So how much progress have you made in trying to find a permanent home? Well, because of COVID, we kind of 
turned uh, and pivoted quickly away from, you know, previous to COVID, we were seeking any available land or building to build, to purchase the land and build, or to find an existing structure that would be appropriate for what our needs. And as, of course, as, as everyone knows, both of those are very limited everywhere. Um, but, but, you know, now we're going to get back on track with that. And what that all entails is, is identifying our needs. I think we previously had decided the size of the structure we would probably be looking for or looking to build. And, um, you know, all of this will take a capital campaign to come to fruition. And, uh, but we're getting back on track with that. We're starting our strategic, we're doing strategic planning for fundraising, just fundraising for operational dollars at the moment. But um, always the back of our mind is we have our eyes open and our ears open to see what's available. And, um, you know, Betty's looking for a sugar daddy. Yeah, <laughs> you should keep me in the loop and I'll try to help. Um, facilitate that. I've got one more question for you before we sign off for the day. So we were talking about the silver tsunami and there's 10,000 people turning 65 every day. And in most communities figure the um, senior population makes up about 20% or more. So my question is, why do you think the majority of seniors in a community don't join a senior center? I mean, some do, but a majority don't. So why do you think that is? You want to take this? You can take it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I think, uh, first of all, we kind of bounced around in a couple locations. We, we were at one place for about 10 years and we, that we're in our second temporary location. So we're kind of, you know, where are you? Who are you? Mm -hmm. There's um, a lack of adequate transportation for the older, most of the older seniors who are maybe no longer driving or shouldn't be driving. We are have- you, Joyce, are you saying um, transportation as it pertains to different communities around the country as to why uh, um, the majority of the seniors in a community don't join a center? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I've been to a couple major senior centers, if you want me to name them, I can. Um, <laughs> the Kent Senior Center, the Tukwilik Senior Center, those are two that come foremost in my mind. And I'd be standing there watching these shuttle buses come one after another, picking up, dropping off seniors, coming from different mm -hmm. uh, areas. And we don't have that here. We don't have that. And, and a lot of seniors, even if they do drive, it's gonna be very limited driving. So many calls I get are from children of seniors, like my mom's just moving to town, but I still work. I can't get her there. How can she get there? Well, Uber or taxi is about it because the public transportation is very limited here. And actually where we are now and where we were before, there was no bus stop in front and there was never going to be. We checked on that. but. Um, you know, are you saying that for um, a community senior center, it would be extremely important to make sure that there's public transportation yes. in the community because some folks are not mobile. They don't have the means in which to reach a senior center. Yes. And, and many senior centers, successful senior centers do have vans. They have their own vans. They can do pickup and deliver. Well, many, 
but many really don't do that. It's what I'm talking about. The shuttle buses are are public transportation shuttle buses. Yeah, and they have them here, but you have to. It's very Pierce Transit does have that, but it's a very stiff application process. Um, but we were talking earlier. We've got one a, a minute or two, and um, Betty had commented on one of the reasons that she thought um, seniors don't join based on perception and age. Do you want to tell us about that? Oh, yeah. What I said was I think that um, I personally feel this way, too. Um, I'm not an old person. I, I mean, I might have the age behind me. I, mean, I have the numbers, but, you know, the rest of me doesn't think about old. But I don't want to go to a place where I see people just sitting mm -hmm. and um, maybe knitting or doing other things. I, I think that the vitality and the energy when you walk in is extremely important. And that is one of our goals. When you walk into our senior center uh, to have music, to be active, I think that's really important. And I think that until we do that, um, yeah, people don't quite understand. And we're just not, we, my generation, we're just not comfortable not having that, um, that recognition that you're not an old person creeping around. Senior <laughs> centers are not for old people. It's No, they're, they're for active people. Exactly. So they're community active senior centers. Do you hear that, everyone, listeners? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm 84 years old, and I don't think I feel like I'm feeble. <laughs> I want to go to not a place in the least. You're not. that I don't have to feel feeble. I don't want to be feeble. And I think that that's what a lot of us think about. You know, I might have this number behind my name, but I don't have to live up to that. I want to be vital. <laughs> Age, Age is just a number, listener. So for today, okay. we do need to say goodbye and thank you so much. To Can I add one little quick thing, please? We, we are having our first ever fundraiser. Please mark your calendar, November 13th, Saturday, November 13th. We are going to be doing a fundraiser. We're calling it Indulge. It's going to be fun. It's going to be elegant and active. And that's all I can say about it right now. But I know the date. I'll, I'll get the information from you, and I'll post it on Compass and Clock, and I'll add it to the um, recording, at, you know, when I... Okay, everybody out there, you're invited. Okay. So we're going to have to say goodbye, but thank you for sharing your experiences and thoughts and values with us. And to those seniors and families listening today, um, go check out your local community active senior center. Thanks for spending time with us. Bye. 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 Bye.